Good morning. Today is Friday, the 29th of March, 2019. This is the Daily Office as read from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. We use Daily Office Rite 2. Today I'm using Enriching Our Worship 1 as well um, as supplemental liturgical materials. I am your friendly and very regular person host, Jaka. The usual discla- disclaimer is that I am not a theologian, expert in prayer, or in any way extra qualified or certified any more than anyone is, which is what I love about the daily office. It is a prayer for lay people, yet it is amazingly powerful. And when I say a prayer for lay people, I mean it's not a prayer that has to be officiated over by a priest. But I believe it's very powerful and universal. And so I'm really glad that you could be here and join your voices with mine. And thank you so much. We begin on page 76 of the Book of Common Prayer with our opening verse. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Let us confess our sins to God. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins, and by the grace of Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, be not far from us. Come quickly to help us, O God. Our God is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come. Let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Let us listen today to God's voice. Harden not your hearts as your forebears did in the wilderness, at Meribah and on that day at Massah when they tempted me. They put me to the test though they had seen my works. Forty years long I detested that generation and said, These people are wayward in their hearts. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, 
they shall not enter into my rest. Psalm 88, and folks, as usual, I'm reading not from the Psalms in the back of the Book of Common Prayer, but from the New Oxford Annotated Bible, the NRSV version, which includes the Apocrypha. This is the fifth edition, and it is the Bible that I use whenever uh, you hear me giving or reading a selection for this podcast. So just in case you're following along in the Book of Common Prayer and it doesn't match up, that's why. The Psalms in the Book of Common Prayer are designed to be spoken to each other, but I find that for me the translation is really important. Um, in this context, for me personally, the translation is more important than the rhythm. Um, if this were a service where we were both sitting together in the church and maybe we were chanting the Psalms, it, then there would be a different focus. So uh, forgive me for digressing a little bit to explain that. Psalm 88. O oh God, Lord of my salvation, when at night I cry out in your presence, let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help, like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep, your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call on you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the shades rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave, or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness, or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry out to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me? Wretched and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dread assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all sides they close in on me. You have caused friend and neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from Jeremiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 8. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Hear the words of this covenant, and speak to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Cursed be anyone who does not heed the words of this covenant, which I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the iron smelter, saying, Listen to my voice and do all that I command you. So shall you be my people, 
and I will be your God, <clears throat> that I may perform the oath that I swore to your ancestors, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, as at this day. Then I answered, So be it, Lord. And the Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Hear the words of this covenant and do them. For I solemnly warned your ancestors when I brought them up out of the land of Egypt, warning them persistently, even to this day, saying, Obey my voice. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but everyone walked in the stubbornness of an evil will. So I brought upon them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but they did not. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle F, A Song of Lamentation, found in Enriching Our Worship 1, on page 33. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, inflicted by God's fierce anger. For these things I weep, my eyes flow with tears, for a comforter is far from me, one to revive my courage. Remember my affliction and my bitterness, wormwood and gall. The steadfast love of God never ceases. God's mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is my portion, says my soul. Therefore will I hope in God. It is good that we should wait quietly for the coming of God's salvation. A reading from Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be destroyed, and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ... We believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle S, A Song of Our True Nature, by Julian of Norwich, found on page 40 of Enriching Our Worship 1. Christ revealed our frailty and our falling, our trespasses and our humiliations. Christ also revealed his blessed power, his blessed wisdom and love. He protects us as tenderly and as sweetly as when... It <laughs> he protects us as tenderly and as sweetly when we are in greatest need. He raises us in spirit and turns everything to glory and joy without ending. 
God is the ground and the substance, the very essence of nature. God is the true father and mother of natures. We are all bound to God by nature, and we are all bound to God by grace. And this grace is for all the world, because it is our precious mother Christ. For this fair nature was prepared by Christ for the honor and nobility of all, and for the joy and bliss of salvation. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 8, verses 33 through 47. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet yet you look for an opportunity to kill me, because there is no place for you in my word. I declare what I have seen in the Father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are indeed doing what your father does. They said to him, We are not illegitimate children. We have one father, God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and now I am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot accept my word. You are from your father the devil, and you choose to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is from God hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear them is that you are not from God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. 
We'll use the suffrages on page 42 of Enriching Our Worship 1. Help us, O God our Savior. Deliver us and forgive us our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. The Collect for the third Sunday in Lent and then used throughout this the third week of Lent is found on page 218 of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, whom saints and angels delight to worship in heaven, be ever present with your servants who seek through art and music to perfect the praises offered by your people on earth, and grant to them even now glimpses of your beauty, and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, or Commonwealth, depending on where you are, and to all in authority, wisdom, and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength, by the might of thy spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we, re that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.
O God, the Father of all, whose Son commanded us to love our enemies, lead them and us from prejudice to truth, deliver them and us from hatred, cruelty, and revenge, and in your good time enable us all to stand reconciled before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Look with mercy, O God our Father, on all whose increasing years bring them weakness, distress, or isolation. Provide for them homes of dignity and peace. Give them understanding helpers and the willingness to accept help. And as their strength diminishes, increase their faith and their assurance of your love. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, whose fatherly care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech you graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing near to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit, and in the fellowship of thy saints, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look, look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now is our time for personal intercessions or prayers and the time also that we usually have some silence and I speak a little bit about what has resonated with me personally in the readings and or my interpretations. I, I think this... might be a good time if there ever is a good time to talk about spiritual forces and warfare a bit so if this sounds too woo woo go ahead and fast forward me that's absolutely fine but I absolutely believe in what the Ignatian community 
would call the divine inspirer, God, the Holy Spirit, and the counter inspirer, or other names are the enemy, the devil, Satan, etc. I believe absolutely that there are both holy spiritual forces and countering spiritual forces at work upon us. And so I believe that it is very important that we are not just flinging wide the doors of our souls to all spiritual voices, forces, and influences, but that we are very intentionally preparing the spiritual space when we come into prayer and as we move about our lives and welcoming the Holy Spirit, the divine inspirer, God, and blocking or shutting out or casting away, rebuking, there are many different ways to describe this, not listening to, not welcoming, the evil spirit, the counter-inspire, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call it. I also believe that it is very important that we do not directly engage with the evil spirit or the counter-inspire. I'm going to call him the evil spirit slash counter-inspire for the rest of this discussion, okay? <laughs> so whatever name you call it by, go with it. We must not engage directly. That is not our purpose. We are doing nothing but getting ourselves into trouble if we decide that we are going to argue the evil spirit slash counter-inspire away. We call on the name of Jesus, who has already done battle with the evil spirit and won, and we rebuke the spirit, cast it aside, choose not to listen to it, whatever, disengage from it, and allow Christ to deal with it. One way that we do this, and the reason that silent prayer is on my mind is not only because this is the faith tradition in which I was raised. I spent the first 24 years of my life in the Quaker faith tradition, and I love the Quakers and am blessed by, rooted and grounded in Quakerism as my formational denomination. Also, there's recently in my home church been a real interest in what a local group is calling centering prayer. Um, and I am honestly, I'm very concerned that there is none of this that we were just talking about is a part of that conversation. And um, God help me know what to do with that. And we'll just move on from it. But that's the reason that silent prayer is so much in my mind. And I would say that Man, discernment is always is a part of everything. And when we hear a spiritual voice, and I don't mean that just with our ears, right? I mean that in whatever way, because we all receive the voice of God differently. We all receive messages from God differently. So whatever way it is that we are receiving God, messages from God, the counter-inspire is also the great mimic. It is awesome at mimicking a message from God. So we must test the spiritual messages that we receive to determine whether they are from God or from the counter-inspire evil spirit. And if we discern that it might, might not be from God, 
we test it up and we rebuke and cast away the evil spirit and we dismiss it or in the terms because we're talking about silent prayer in the terms of silent prayer we might allow that to wash by and God is very gracious to us when we call on God and ask God for help God does not punish us for questioning God God wants us to test what we receive and to know that it is of God before we internalize it let it speak into our lives So all of that being said, as it relates to the daily office and morning and evening evening prayer, I almost always, I know you guys have been listening to my trials in time, so to speak, at this point in our prayer, pause. I pause the recording and I spend some time in silence and then I continue. So for me, I feel that the morning and evening prayer are a beautiful way and a very holy and time-tested way, very powerful. I believe that that morning and evening prayer, that liturgy in general is very powerful. Um, So is silent prayer. Um, prayer in general is powerful. Okay. I think we can all (laughs) agree on that and move on. But, um, I believe that having prayed through the morning prayer up to this point, I have prepared the spiritual space and I now open myself to God and only God to hear additional messages. As we say from enriching our worship, to hear what the Spirit is saying to God's God's people. And so I not only spend some time in prayerful silence, open to God and God alone, having prepared the spiritual space, but then I go back through our readings and I do what I cheesily call reading them with the lenses of the Holy Spirit on. And you know me, I can be a somewhat literal and also visual person. So I imagine myself putting on the Holy Spirit lenses that what I read is filtered through the Holy Spirit and not through my human filter, um, which can somewhat sometimes be cloudy. So that's what I'm doing now. You're not seeing anything or hearing anything rather in the recording because I'm pausing and I'm going back and I'm doing all that stuff. But I felt that this was a good time to explain all of that. Thank you for listening. I'm going to pause now and go back through the readings, and then I'll let you know uh, what I have gleaned from them, and I hope that it's helpful to you. Okay, you know what? I think I have talked at you enough today, and I'm not going to go over what resonated with me from the scriptures. I'm going to invite you to put your own Holy Spirit lenses on, or your own version of the Holy Spirit lenses, whatever. Put on the lenses of the Holy Spirit and read the scriptures for yourself, which I hope that you're always doing. But today, I just don't feel moved to do that with you. So we're going to continue on with the Book of Common Prayer. We are at this time at the General Thanksgiving on page 101. And we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. I prayed through the prayers in the Book of Common Prayer, which begin on page 814. Several specific prayers for communities that have been lifted up for, to me for prayer recently. 
and I also um, will pray specifically offline to respect people's privacy, those who by name have requested prayer for me. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.